Welcome back, my friends. This is Evangelist Mike McCurry, and I'm so very thankful that you are joining me today on the program. It's the last day of the week. Can you believe it? I feel like we've gotten a lot accomplished. Yesterday, we gave a salvation testimony accompanied by a salvation plea. We asked people, what are you trusting in to go to heaven? And I hope, I I pray seriously that maybe there is someone out there that had some more questions. Maybe they accepted Christ as their Savior. Maybe they'd like to contact us. You can text me directly, 309-316-7240, 309-316-7240. You can text me. That'll come directly to me, and I'll respond to that. We find our place today in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter number two. What I'm going to ask you to do is this, to consider getting a burden. Consider finding a burden. Now, normally, we want to get rid of burdens. Normally, we want to lighten our load. But today, I'm going to ask you to do the exact opposite. Would you consider getting a burden? Now, before we go much further, we're going to listen to a great old song about Someday by evangelist Paul Levine and Bob Finley. Now, these two good men had such a hand and such a legacy as part of our ministry here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. Sadly, these men are no longer with us. I'm pretty sure they're singing in a heavenly choir right now, but I'm going to ask you, if you would, to tune in for these next few moments and kind of set the cares of life aside and listen to this good song. We'll come back immediately after this and jump into the book of Nehemiah chapter 2. Listen now. I do not know why oft round me my hopes all shattered seem to be God's perfect plan I cannot see Someday 
his face shall see a blessing to hear. I love hearing the joy and the care and the compassion that's really evident through the singing of those gentlemen. Now, I mentioned previously that we're going to talk about getting a burden. Nehemiah chapter number two and verse number 11. I'll ask you to find your place there. Let me bring you up to speed very quickly. Nehemiah finds out from some of his brethren that the walls of Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem are broken down they are afflicted. It's a bad situation. It really it crushes Nehemiah. It makes him distraught. It distresses him. And it becomes evident while he's working. He's actually the cupbearer to the king. Artaxerxes, one of the most powerful men on the face of the planet at this time, 500 or so BC, that's 2,500 years ago or so, Artaxerxes notices that there's something off about Nehemiah. And he asks him, Nehemiah, Are you sad? Now realize Nehemiah has been fasting. He's been weeping. He's been praying. Chapter 1 records the last seven or eight verses, the prayer of Nehemiah. And Artaxerxes asks him, why are you sad? Nehemiah tells him, even though he was a little scared, he was a little trepidatious, he told the king, his boss, that there's a good reason I have to be sad because my city is laying waste. And by the power of God, by the leading of God, Artaxerxes asks him, is there something I can do for you? Is there a request you'd like to make? Is there something you'd like to ask me? And Nehemiah, before he shoots off of the mouth, before he asks immediately, he prays to God, chapter 2 of Nehemiah, verse number 4, Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I pray, Nehemiah said, to the God of heaven. Realize this was written mostly in the first person, kind of as a diary. This book is, it's of course inspired by God, but it gives a great account, the first person view from Nehemiah. And I said unto the king in verse five, if it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, and he asks three requests. Number one, now you could say these are crazy requests, but he asks anyway. Number one, king, Nehemiah asks, will you let me off work for an extended sabbatical? Will you let me go to Jerusalem myself and set to right those things that are broken down? Will you let me build back up my city? He also asks, would you give me letters of safe conduct through the rulers and the lands beyond the river on my way to Jerusalem? Lastly, he asks, King, would you allow me to basically plunder your stockpiles of lumber? He said, would you give me a letter to Asaph? the keeper of the king's forest, and tell him that I would like a lot of materials to take with me to Jerusalem and the king because the good hand of God was upon me, Nehemiah says in verse number eight. The king says, sure, absolutely. 
It's amazing what God will do when he wants to. We have recently, I mentioned not long ago, that we recently have purchased a new building for Bible Tracks Incorporated. And it really has been phenomenal to see how God has orchestrated every step of the path. Now, there's much more to be done. We are still hard at work. The build-out is going to be extensive. There's a lot to be done. The potential of this building is staggering. We're excited about everything God is going to do. I'm going to ask you right now, if you would, to pray about what God is doing. Put it on your daily prayer list. People that are effective prayer warriors have prayer lists. So start yourself a list. Pray for Bible Tracks Incorporated and pray for our building, if you would. But Nehemiah here, he asks these massive requests, and the king says, sure. Verse number 9, then I came to the governors beyond the river, Verse uh, chapter 2, verse number 9, and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Not only had the king heard his requests and answered them, he went above and beyond and sent part, sent part of the army with Nehemiah. That's pretty nice of him, wasn't it? Some protection for the caravan there. Then we see the enemy gets a little riled up in verse 10. We'll skip over that now. But look at verse number 11. So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. And see what he does here in verse 12. And I arose in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well into the dung port and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain into the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. There was so much rubble that the beast couldn't even go. Then went I up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. Would you realize the burden that Nehemiah had here? It caused him to wake in the night. He had been there for a few days, and he woke up, and he decided, I've got to see this city. And he looked at it by the light of the moon. Now, realize I've had the opportunity, a great privilege, to go to Israel, and I've been in Jerusalem. And can I tell you, it truly is a sight to behold by night. I've stood approximately in some of the same places that Nehemiah stood. And you know what, as I think back on that and recollect in my mind's eye, those experiences, I wouldn't trade them for anything. Let me counsel you. If you ever have an opportunity to go to Israel, I'd highly recommend it. But let me say this, that you and I need to get a burden. A burden for what? A burden for our place. A burden for our city. A burden for our town. You don't have to live in Jerusalem to get a burden for where you live. We have listeners across the globe, quite literally. I heard from Liberia not long ago. We have a faithful listener or two there. We have Arizona and Wisconsin, of course, and Illinois and Indiana, West Virginia, all over the place, people listening to this very program. Can I counsel you in this? Can I encourage you in this? You, my friend, get a burden for your place. I'm not asking you if you're a pastor, if you're a missionary, if you're an evangelist. Are you a Christian? Do you know Christ is your Savior? Are you a person of the book, meaning the Bible? Then you should get a burden for your area. 
How are you going to reach the people of your area? This is not a male or a female thing. This is not an old or a young thing. This is not a man of the cloth, a man of God type thing. This is a, are you a child of God, a follower of Christ? If so, if the answer to any of those questions is yes, then would you get a burden? You know, I I have not made mention of this often over the last while, but I've had at times in my life a burden in different areas of life. And God has opened doors and shut doors and different things like that. But even now I have a burden for different avenues of ministry that if God ever opened the door, I would run at them full speed. Let me ask you, friend, do you have a burden? I'm not asking, are you weighed down by the cares of life? I'm asking, do you care so much for your place, for your city, for your area that you have a burden that you look at it with different eyes. As we close out this week of broadcast, let me encourage you. Let's get a burden. We'll continue in the book of Nehemiah next week. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309 828 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.